I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 562 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have the honor of being joined by an American hero today on the podcast. Noah Galloway joins me on First Class Fatherhood. Noah is a United States Army combat veteran who was severely wounded in the Iraq War. He joined the Army shortly after the attacks on 9-11, and during his second deployment to Iraq in 2005, he was almost killed in an IED attack. Thankfully, he didn't lose his life, but he did lose his left arm and his left leg. He was also knocked unconscious for almost a week. Being the warrior that he is, not only did Noah recover, he has competed in fitness competitions such as CrossFit and Spartan races. He has been on the cover of Men's Health Magazine, and he's even competed on Dancing with the Stars, almost taking down the competition in Season 20, where he finished in third place. Noah is a motivational speaker and a first-class father all the way. I'm extremely honored to have him on the podcast today. Noah Galloway will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Noah Galloway was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, I have been extremely blessed to have been joined on the podcast here by so many military dads. I'm always honored to have them on the podcast. Many other Army dads have stopped by, including Green Beret Tim Kennedy, Medal of Honor recipient Matt Williams, General Keith Kellogg. And you know I've had so many Navy SEALs on the podcast, including Jocko Willink, Marcus Luttrell, Rob O'Neill, so many other military dads that have stopped by here, uh, famous Marine Dakota Meyer. The list really goes on and on. So go through the archives of the podcast and check out all the military dads that I've had the honor of interviewing about fatherhood and family life right here on First Class Fatherhood. Be sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the other upcoming guest announcements. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit me with that rating review. Always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Noah Galloway. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I got a couple of ways for you guys to help support the podcast here and save some money. As you know, Christmas shopping season has started once again. And right now, MyPillow has got the lowest prices in history on their original MyPillow, the pillow that started it all. The normal price is $69.98. But right now, if you use the promo code FATHERHOOD, you're going to get it for $19.98. That's right. Save $50 on the original MyPillow. Go visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout. All right, and secondly, as you know, the NFL season is now heating up. The NBA and the NHL are underway. Take your kids to the game in person the way it's supposed to be and save $20 on your tickets at SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and plug in the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. Go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS and save $20 on your tickets. All right, just a quick recap. MyPillow.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. SeatGeek.com, promo code First Class, two ways for you guys to save money and help support First Class Fatherhood. Uh, Joining me now, First Class Father, Noah Galloway. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, Alex, for having me on. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? 
Uh, I have three. I have my little girl who is 12, and I have two boys that are 14 and 16. Very cool. Yeah, I got four kids myself. My daughter is also my youngest. So uh, what kind of sports or activities are your uh, kids into? Uh, well, my oldest son just got into golf last year. Uh, both my boys play basketball, and my son, Jack, the 14-year-old, he also is a big football player. My daughter has dabbled in a few things from softball, soccer, to dance, gymnastics. Uh, she hasn't quite found what she loves, but we'll just keep trying things out. Very cool. If you could, know, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, my background, I'm a veteran. I'm a combat veteran that served in Iraq in 2003, 2004, went back in 2005 and was injured, lost my left arm above the elbow, my left leg above the knee. <clears throat> I struggled with that for a while and depression, and it was actually my children that were my motivation to get help, to get better, get back into fitness, which led to running races, marathons, Tough Mudder, stuff like that, end up on the cover of Men's Health. From Men's Health, I went on Ellen. From Ellen, I ended up on Dancing with the Stars, came in third place, won American Grit on Fox after that, and now I've just been loving life. Yeah, wow, what an incredible story, and thank you for your service, Noah. Um, so take me back then, if you could, here to the beginning of your fatherhood journey then. About mm -hmm. how old were you when you first became a dad, and how did becoming a father change your perspective on life? Uh, so 2005 is when my oldest was born. I was about 23, 24 years old, and it was it was crazy. Like, you know, it, I've always told people that, you know, look, the mo a mother carries a baby for nine months, and it's different for us fathers because, you know, you, you feel like you're connected, but you don't really – you're not as connected as the mother. And I remember when my oldest son, Colson, was born, being there – and just loving every bit of him. But it's like over time, it's just that love just kept growing and growing. So I don't want to sound like I didn't love my child when he was born, but that that love for him just continuously grew. Now it is, he's about to be 17 in January, and I couldn't love these kids any more than I do. They're just, everything I do revolves around them. And it's been interesting to look back on the decisions I've made over life as a young parent, sometimes we don't make the best decisions, but over time we improve. And now everything I do, I think of my children first on every decision I make. Yeah, very well said, Noah. And yeah, I've heard many fathers uh, speak of similar uh, circumstances where they don't feel that connection right away. Uh, it doesn't, and a lot of the, even the NFL dads that I've had on here that have won the Super Bowl almost uh, liken it to winning the Super Bowl. And that reporter says, hey, you're a Super Bowl champ. How does it feel? And they're like, well, I don't know. It hasn't really hit me yet. It hasn't sunk <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, uh, so that, that's kind of uh, a lot of the way, way it is for a lot of dads out there. Uh, what, what would you consider to be, Noah, the top values that you hope to instill in all your kids growing up? You know, the top, you know, I just got home from speaking to a middle school and I told them the same thing I'll tell you. I tell my kids all the time, I don't expect you to be the best, but always give me your best. Because, you know, not all of us are going to going to win the Super Bowl or, you know, whatever. But we can't always be the best person we are. And I always try to encourage that in my kids. And also, I try to lead from the front with my children. Everything I do, I don't just tell them to do things. I do them. If I want them to do it, well, I better be doing it. You know, my wife, I just recently got married a couple of months ago. And my, my wife has been an incredible stepmother. She's really turned our house, which was where a single guy and three kids lived, which was a playhouse before, into a home. And one of the things that changed was 
they have to make their beds every day. And at first, they, you know, my, my middle son would say, well, I'm going to get back in it in a couple hours. I'm like, well, that's what we're going to do. And I had to make sure I started making the bed before I could really enforce that on them. And then it wasn't really enforcing it. It was just they saw that I was also doing it. And they, in turn, do it. And they've adapted to that very well. And then not only that, for example, when I my daughter asked me the other day, we were eating, and every time I eat somewhere, the waiter or waitress, I ask them what their name is. And every time I deal with them, I say their name. And my daughter the other day said, you always do that. Why? I said, because everyone wants to feel seen and they don't want to just be used as a, a servant. They want you to know that you see them. And I said, that makes people feel good. And knowing that I do that and they see that, they're really good kids. They're very compassionate and have a lot of empathy for other people. And I, I feel like that's what leading from the front is all about. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I know that uh, Dale Carnegie speaks about that in uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, about mentioning the person's name and how important that is when you're when you're in a conversation, uh, which is something that kids seem to struggle with a little bit today is having that eye eye contact, that conversational skills. Uh, it seems to have um, lessened a little bit here over the years. And I, I wanted to ask you, like you said, congratulations on your marriage as well. Um, being married and bring, having kids, uh, that could be a tricky situation for a lot of dads out there as far as when to make the decision to introduce your kids to a new potential spouse. So did you have a certain point you needed to get to in the relationship before you would say, okay, kids, I want to introduce you now uh, to a possible future spouse of mine? Oh, yes. I am very protective of my children. And my wife, Amanda, we actually met five, almost six years ago. And then it was kind of just on and off. And it wasn't until it was like, okay, this is what's happening. We're getting serious. And now we're going to get married that she met the children. And no, I wouldn't have done that if I wasn't confident in where it was going. Because, I mean, as a, you know, my, my children have divorced parents and, you know, I don't want that for them, but that's just how it is. And it's like, they've been through enough. I don't want to at no time did I want them to introduce them to people, then pull those people away and do that back and forth. I wanted to be sure that they were going to be happy. And, it, you know, I'll tell you what, hard for me is one thing, but what I'm more impressed with is my wife, Amanda. I couldn't imagine walking into what she did. You know, uh, I have three children that aren't just babies. They are 12, 14, and 16. They have opinions. They have, you know, ideas. And she's come in and embraced it. And the kids absolutely love her. And it's gone really well. Yeah, hard to find a better uh, example of love than a stepmom, a stepfather that uh, is able to love a child as their own. And listen, on my show, Noah, I talk about all the time the fatherless crisis that we have going on in our country. So many kids are growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. Uh, it's really destroying our society in so many ways. So it's so important. And a lot of them, one of the number one reasons is because of a rough divorce where the dad has been uh, embarrassed, financially strapped, and has gone through the ringer just to try to get a little piece of uh, time with their kids. It's forced so many dads out of their kids' lives. Uh, so if you could speak to um, like your co-parenting situation, how you've been able to manage uh, to keep a good relationship with your kids through the divorce process. You know, I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I was cutting grass and I was just thinking about different things. And I, and I was thinking about the kids and as a parent and how I co-parent with their mother. And <clears throat> I've been fortunate enough that it's, it's shared custody. They come and go as they want, uh, but not everybody has that. And, you know, when it comes to your children's mother, if you're divorced, like, you know, I have opinions about her. 
you know, not all of them are good, but that is my children's mother. So in that sense, I have to respect her because I love them. And just like if I have a friend, you know, if I met your mother, would I judge her on what she did as a, as you know, a parent to you, if there was any problems? No, that is not my place. I respect you. Therefore, I respect her and I love my children. Therefore, I treat their mother with respect. And that in turn has helped us co-parent. You know, it doesn't always, we don't always see eye to eye. If we did, you know, that's why we're divorced. You know what I mean? But <laughs> we work, but we put the children as a priority. And I feel like, you know, there are dads out there that can say, hey, my ex isn't that lenient. And I hate that for them. But you want to keep that child in mind and see them when you can. You know, no matter how, if it's every other weekend, we'll be there, show up every other weekend to be there for them. Because that's what's important. I, I don't think people realize until they get older and if they look back in their own lives, how much our parents affect who we are as people. You know, how we who we are, what we do. In fact, that was what led me to get out of my depression. One day I walked into the living room and my three three children were on the couch watching cartoons. And I realized that to my two boys, I'm showing them what a man is and that's what they're going to become one day. And to my little girl, I'm showing her how a man's supposed to act. And that's what she's going to look for one day. And I knew at that moment, I was not the person I wanted my boys to be or my daughter to find. So that was my motivation to, to change. Now, it didn't happen overnight. I still made mistakes. But every time I fell flat on my face, I thought about my three children. And that's what motivated me to get up and going. And I owe all of my success to my three children because they drive me to want to be the best person I can be and always be a good parent first. And I always try to encourage other people, fathers, mothers, whoever, hey, you have to be willing to put them first and want to be a good leader and example. Yeah, very well said, Noah. I'm a recovering alcoholic and an addict myself. And, and same thing here, a driving force uh, for me to do the right thing in my life and, and to make changes as well. So uh, very, very important. And, and, and I wanted to ask you here uh, on a lighter note about uh, Dancing with the Stars. How did this... Um, how did they approach you with this? Was this something that came out of nowhere? Did you actively pursue it? And what did your kids think of your performance on the show? Well, I definitely didn't pursue it. I've never seen <laughs> the show. Uh, even to this day, I've never watched it. They know that. I, I love everyone on the show, from the executive producers to the dancers to the stagehands, everybody. I just hit it off with them. We're all friends. But that show's just not my cup of tea, and they know that. But I was actually first called on by uh, Survivor. And then another show, but I kept turning them down because I couldn't spend that much time away from my children. And when Dance from the Stars called and they wanted me, I was like, well, I can't do it. You know, they offered me to stay in a house in L.A. I said, I can't. I need to stay here in Alabama. And they said, that's fine. We'll send the dancer to you. So that's what they did. The dancer came to Birmingham. We rehearsed all week, every week in Birmingham and flew back and forth to L.A. for the live show. And that's the only reason I was able to do it, because they worked around that. And, you know, I, to this day, yeah, now the kids are older and I get to travel back and forth doing different things. When they're with their mom, I take advantage of it. But every decision I make, anything that, you know, I've been asked by other shows that I've turned down because I feel like it's not a good example for the children or it won't set a good standard for them. And so I, I turn down things when it comes to my children. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what though. I, I've had quite a few dads on here that have been on Dance with the Stars. Donnie Osmond, Sean Spicer, oh, they all man. rave about the uh, experience that they've had. So it seems like it's a fun atmosphere and a fun program. It is. It is. I'll tell you what. Donnie Osmond is hilarious. I ran into him at a wedding, and he was like, "Noah, so nice to meet you. Can I get a picture with you?" I'm like, "Yes. Can I get a picture <laughs> with you?" It was so cool. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, good dad as well. And um, now let me ask, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but given what happened to you in your service with the military, how do you feel about your kids possibly uh, joining the military themselves? And what maybe advice do you have for parents out there who kid, whose kids are just about uh, to start their military career? So that's, that comes up a lot. And I tell my children, you know, if you want to join, you can. You don't have to. You know, I don't want to push them into following in my footsteps. I want them to be their own person. But I also tell them, and I tell other parents, I tell uh, people that tell me they're going into the military, I tell them this. There's the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard, and, and now Space Force. These are, that's six sections of the military. Each one of them have a lot of jobs. Not all of them are going to be infantry like I was right up front, but every job is important. And there are so many different things. My oldest son loves to fish, a really good fisherman. Well, I met a guy who was on the fishing team for the Army, and I asked him about it. He said, yeah, he told me that, you know, he was a fisherman in college, was a professional fisherman, and then the Army sought him out to fish for them because it's advertisement for the Army to have those, you know, boats out there wrapped and say U.S. Army, Marines, whatever, and that's what they do. They get paid to fish. A buddy of mine, his father played basketball in the Army. You know, there's all these different jobs and opportunities. So too often people think it's going to be the most dangerous job. And you know what? Sometimes that's the job they want. Sometimes it's not. So I tell my kids, if you're interested, there's a lot of options. And I also tell everyone that's going in the same thing. You may do four years and get out. You may do 20 years and retire. But if you always assume you're going to do four years, well, in four years, you're going to be four years ahead or starting back over. With all those jobs in the military, you can find something that when you get out will set you ahead of everyone else. I think that's where a lot of us veterans struggle when we get out. We've chosen jobs that don't always relate to what we want to do in civilian life, so then we're starting all over. So that's where the struggle starts to come in. So I always try to warn them up front, hey, choose what you want, not what the recruiter wants. Yeah, very well said, Noah. And I, I've had so many uh, veteran dads on here who ha who are helping other veterans with that transition process. So many of them have become successful entrepreneurs. Uh, they, they, they found this whole new career on their hands after their military service. So uh, I do make it a point to bring on as many, many military dads as I can here, because, as I said, uh, I, I am very appreciative of your service. I really don't think we stand the chance uh, in this world without you guys. So Thank um, and, and going forward here, uh, what kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself here for the future? What's next? Any projects? <laughs> you're working on any more kids coming for you what's next well you know there we are working on no fingers crossed uh for for another child um and then also my wife uh we we're about to leave next week for costa rica she's hosting a yoga retreat you know we do a lot together and we want to try to bring in i'm big i'm talking about mental health so is she so we're trying to merge those together So because we both love helping people, reaching out, trying to help as many people as we can. So that's something that her and I are working on right now. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Noah, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Best advice I can give a new dad is 
get ready to be part of the world where every night you're going to go to bed and think, how have I screwed my child up today? Because you're going to have those thoughts. And you know what? Sometimes you're going to make mistakes. But the fact that you think about the moments of if you've screwed them up or not means you're doing the right thing. It's when you don't care that when it's the, the fathers that think that, ah, oh, you know, they're going to grow up to do it. They're going to do whatever. No, that fear of what you're doing and how you're acting is what's going to make you a better father. And Alec, you know, before we leave, you mentioned that you're a recovering alcoholic and addict. And I want to thank you for being someone who in the public is willing to share that because not everyone is. And I've always told people for those that are willing to share those struggles and show that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, you can go on to be a good father, an entrepreneur and be successful. You're the kind of person that's going to motivate a lot of people that have been through that. So for that, I thank you. And thank you for letting me come on here. Yeah, thank you, Noah. Listen, I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Noah Galloway, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, Alex. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Noah Galloway for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. If you guys are interested in getting your Christmas shopping done, knock off a few people on your list and take advantage of my partnership with MyPillow. Right now, you can get the uh, classic MyPillow for $69.99, now $19.99 of $50 savings if you use the promo code FATHERHOOD at MyPillow.com. They've got more than 150 other products on the website. Go check it out. You're going to find something on there for everybody on your list. they got the best products that are available, uh, the slippers, the bathrobe, the mattress topper, you name it. It is the best quality you're going to find anywhere. Go to MyPillow.com, plug in that promo code FATHERHOOD. You're going to save up to 66% on your entire order and help support First Class Fatherhood. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. <laughs>